The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Thursday. February 4th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and we have a new guest for us, a new guest for you guys, I should say. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Jaron Foster. He is our newest member of the team here. He's going to be doing a lot of articles, a lot of stuff on Discord and whatnot, uh, but he's going to be filling in for Mike tonight. Um, and we're excited to have him. We're excited to throw him into the fire. He's also going to be writing the DFS. A delivery tonight so uh, he's double dipping already on his first day and I, i'm very excited to introduce him and jaron will be i won't i'll stop yab, yabbing over here and I'll, I'll let you tell the viewers a little bit about yourself and uh what can we expect going forward well thanks santino i i appreciate it i uh i've listened to the show for a long time and i'm excited to be on this side of things i've uh i've got quite a background in, in data analysis. I majored in sport management when I was in college and, um, you know, now it's more of a hobby than anything else, but I've done a lot with, um, you know, football and, and baseball and, and I'm excited to really be digging into NBA. I've, I've really enjoyed that a lot. So, um, you can find me on, on Twitter. Um, I'm at JF sports data. Um, you know, feel free to, to ping me on there. I'm, I'm excited to talk hoops. Awesome. And he, you said you were a data analyst and that means you are going to be digging, digging in all these stats and, uh, finding things that most of us don't find. And that's, that's a really big thing there. I am happy to have you and can't wait to get our first, um, slate down together, man. We're going, we're going to have a, a shorter five game slate, which is the ebb and flow of this NBA season. Uh, I just was on last night. It was a, I think it was a 10 gamer. And then uh, before that it was a four gamer. I, I, it's just a weird, every other game they, there's only on the weekends is when it's normal about seven, seven each. And then it goes back to high, low, high, low on the weekdays. And uh, just very, very different, very different. But um, that's awesome. I'm glad we can find you on Twitter. And one more time before we get started, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, it's JF Sports Data. All right. Awesome. Um, and we will be getting started very shortly. And I do want to shout out uh, some of our presenting sponsors before we do that. And one of them is my bookie. Uh, so ever since I started the podcast, I've been keep repeating this that my bookie is uh, my favorite site to bet and it, it does handle all my NBA related bets does handle it did handle all my NFL bets uh, there's only one more left on those games um, and it's it will handle all my MLB bets uh, but we have uh, if you know me I don't always give out my stamp of approval approval so easily and to earn it you've got to be the best at what you do and my bookie is simply the best out there and also their casino is pretty awesome too and it's as simple as signing up enter the promo code hoopball that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l and get your deposit match halfway up to a thousand bucks. So head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. So bet with the best, bet with my bookie. And what I'm hearing is over half of the United States is going to be betting the big game on Sunday. I know I'm going to be one of them. I haven't put in my bets yet, but wow, I just heard that earlier in the news. And ooh, everybody, uh, go to my bookie with your bets because that's 
it's going to be a fun, really awesome Super Bowl for. Uh, I'm I'm already I'm pumped up to watch this these two matchups the the best of all time doing it and the best of right now doing it. So, uh, but enough of that. I just I also want to throw out our guys at um, Manscaped. I'm actually getting in some stuff in the mail very shortly, uh, so I'm pumped about that too. But uh, support Hoopball. Support for Hoopball comes from Manscaped, uh, who is the best. Who is the best in the men's below the belt grooming? Manscapes offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Um, so it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving. In this new, it will, it will be a holiday season in about 10 days from now, exactly, in Valentine's Day. I'm talking about getting the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. It has the proprietary skinscape technology so the trimmer cuts uh very clean on you and it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower it also comes with the uh the redefined cologne that is brand new a pair of boxers which i love the crop preserver crop reviver everything you need to have the best below the men belt uh grooming experience and guess what you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code hoopball20 that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l-2-0 um so go go get the 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code hoopball20 at manscaped.com. So clean up your downstairs and make everybody happy on our, this Valentine's Day. Uh, so getting that out of the way, man, guess what? What's next? We get to jump into this five-game slate. And are you excited to take on this first five-gamer? It shouldn't be too long, but it'll be a good one. Yeah, it looks like a, looks like a good slate. The, uh, you know, we've had, we've had a little time to start digging into it and, um, you know, starting to get a good idea as to who would be a good play, um, you know, within each game. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Awesome. And with these 10 teams, we have five teams on a back-to-back. The Jazz are on the front end of the back-to-back, and we have four teams on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, but the first game on our slate card on DraftKings is the Utah Jazz at the Atlanta Hawks. And this game starts at 7.30, so the slate kicks off at 7.30. We have a little later of a time to kick off here, which comes in handy sometimes, especially uh, when, it, when three other games are 8, 9, and 10. Hopefully we have all the news that we need by then. But this first game is going to be a 222.5 over under, with the Jazz being five-point road favorites. On the injury report, we don't have any for the Hawks at the moment. They are one of the teams that are playing on the back end of a back-to-back and the Utah Jazz just have Elijah Hughes as out and two other people are on G League uh, assignments right now so not not much there Uh, but for the Jazz man let's they're the way they're they're the away team in this one and they get a juicy matchup against Atlanta Uh, so what I want to know is where where are you looking at on the Jazz side in, in this matchup well, you know, generally the the Jazz are kind of a difficult team to to follow. I mean, they're you know first in the Western Conference. They're you know a great balanced team, um, but they also play at the league's third slowest pace. So, um, you know, that's fewer opportunities for the Jazz, fewer opportunities for their opponent. Um, it does help in this game that uh, that the Hawks are. Uh, I believe they're 10th or 12th. They're, they're in the top, uh, you know, the top half of the league in their pace. So it's, it's a pace up spot for, for the jazz. Um, I do like Mitchell and Conley in this matchup. 
you know, and, and to an extent Clarkson as well. But uh, being able to face Trey Young um, is a is a good way for players that are coming off of, um, you know, they've had a day of rest, uh, whereas the Hawks are playing right now. Um, I, you know, Mitchell seems, you know, he had a couple of off games, then he had whatever happened there with uh, with Shaq. Um, <laughs> But he he seems motivated now, and um, he put up a a really good performance, um, you know, on what was at this point Tuesday night uh, against the Pistons. He put up forty four and a half DK points. Um, so I, I like to see him continue that, and I, I also like Conley in this matchup. He's a little bit cheaper. Um, a little bit more than a thousand dollars cheaper. Um, and he's put up some respectable, uh, numbers as well. So those are the two main guys that I'm looking at. Um, you know, you, you never really say no to Rudy Gobert, but he's, you know, he's facing Capella, who's just been an absolute beast with the rebounds. And so, you know, you with, it's not a huge slate, but I think that there are some other options that you might want at the center position, um, including on the other side of this game. Um, so Gobert, you know, I'm not going to cross him off, but he's not, he's not at the top of the list. Um, you know, the other guys, Bogdanovich and uh, Ingles and O'Neal, they're, you know, they're more of the filler plays to me. But what I really like is the, the main two guys in the backcourt. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you there. I think the I think like you said we can look at all three of the guys in the backcourt. I think Clarkson has been playing pretty well as well. Uh somewhat getting his role taken by uh, while um Bogdanovich gets healthier and gets back into shape. Uh he's been taking a lot of Clarkson's type of usage with the second unit when they're playing together. Uh, but I think he's still decently priced at five six in this matchup but yeah i like mitchell and i like conley the best in this matchup the hawks are on the back end of the back-to-back they've had a surprisingly good defense both of these teams are in the top 10 defensive rating currently the hawks sit exactly at 10 um, which is surprising for a lot of reasons but their their interior defense is where it is clint capella john collins has been playing really well cam reddish has been playing really really well as well um he probably will see some a good amount of Mitchell here, but uh, he, Mitchell will also be matched up with Trey Young as well. And w- whether it's a the front end of a back to back, the back end of a back to back, five days rest, uh, you can attack Trey Young any chance you get. So Conley at six six, great price tag, and Mitchell at seven eight, uh, just really fair price tags for them. And again, I, like you said, I'm not really interested in too many of the other guys. I think the Gobert Capella matchup is just. Two guys who pretty much do the exact same thing, uh, and it's going to be fun to watch them battle down there, uh, but I'm not going to really have much exposure to each of them. But man, let's flip on over to the Hawks side. So we said we, we like the, the backcourt of the Jazz, but do we like anybody on the Hawks side of the ball? Yeah, um, you know, I, I guess I'll never say no to guys like Young and Capella in GPPs. Um, you know, I'm going to cross both of them off my list for cash games, but, you know, we've seen the upside that both of them have had, um, you know, Capella himself, you know, this was a 10 days, two weeks ago, but, you know, he put up four consecutive games over 50 DK points and a couple of those were over 60. 
Um, one of those, I think, was 75 or 76. So he, he just had some monster games. You know, I don't quite see it playing against Gobert, you know, one of the, the more premier centers in the league, you know, those two guys locking horns, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to um, cancel each other out in, in a lot of instances, but, you know, I won't, I won't cross him off in GPPs, but that $8,700 price tag is, uh, you know, a little bit tough to swallow. Um, you know, when you're used to spending more in the sevens for him, um, you know, or even lower than that. So that that's probably going to be a, a player I sprinkle in here and there, but, you know, not extensively. I don't really like playing Collins all that much when Capella is healthy. You know, he has had some upside games, um, you know, including especially the last one, which I think was his best of the season. Um, but I don't, I don't quite expect a player to have consecutive games where they set their uh, season highs. So, you know, I, I, I probably would have Collins in my player pool, but again, he's, he's more in the GPP mix. Um, you know, nobody else is really standing out all that much, you know, Herter at five, five, at least it's not nine, five, like it was at one <laughs> point, but um uh, you know, and, and he'll probably get some good playing time. He's he's almost reached 40 minutes the last couple of games. So, you know, maybe he's a guy that that you like to put in there who, um, you know, has ceiling game w- once in a while. And with Hunter out, he might have some more time. So, you know, now that I think about it, he's he's probably a guy that'll be in my player pool. But everybody else is probably a secondary play for me. Yeah, and I'm with that. I think Herter's the one guy I would look at on this team, not just because he had a – and we record these you know, late the night before, so not just because he had a 21-10 and 10 game uh, the night tonight and played 39 minutes, uh, but this is the back end of a back-to-back. We already don't have Hunter. We don't have Dunn. Uh, Bogdanovich is out. We might not have Gallinari because it is the second night of a back-to-back. He's been eased in anyway, but I don't know if he's ready to play back-to-back games. Uh, he's only he's barely reaching 20 minutes as is. That was last tonight was the first time he did that. But I don't know if he plays any more anyway, and that gives extra minutes to these wings wing guys. Um, uh, we'll probably see Solomon Hill play extra, but he would only be a GPP dart throw because he is the minimum price. It's a hard matchup, but at minimum price, if he's going to get a starting not a starting job, but a 27 minute roll or something, uh, that's something you can take. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to play Capella. I just don't like 8,700. Uh, same thing that I said last night. He was 8,800. Did not like the price tag. Only a hundred dollars difference and a much worse matchup. I'm not going to play him there. Trey Young. I don't mind 93. I just don't. Also, don't like the matchup. Um, I think we have other options here that I feel more comfortable with. Collins, not bad. Like you said, he'll probably be in my GPP player pool, but. Um, no, I don't think he's going to do back-to-back 50-point games against this tough defense. The only person, like I said, I'll be looking at regularly is Herter, and then maybe a uh, if we do get news that Gallinari's not going to play, then maybe I'll give Solomon Hill some GPP pump play type of activity there. Uh, but pretty much on the same page with you, man. So that was one game where we were pretty much in sync, and I like it. I'm right with the data analysis guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let's flip on over to the number two game here. This also starts at 7.30 p.m. This is the Warriors at the Mavericks. 
Again, Mavericks are on the second night of a back-to-back. They just played these exact Hawks that we just mentioned. Uh, But this one does not have a spread as of yet. We don't have an injury report for the Mavericks, but we're going to have to keep a big, fat eye on Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, He played a back-to-back earlier in the season, and then recently they came up out and said, I don't know if he's going to play a back-to-back again. Uh, He didn't play it the, the other day. And I think maybe they prematurely played him earlier in the season. So I don't think he'll play tonight. And that opens up a lot of avenues for not only the people behind him, but the main usage guys that we'll have to keep an eye on. Uh, But for the Warriors, we do have an extensive injury report. So we already had no James Wiseman. We we know that uh, I'm not even going to mention the three people that have been out all year and then aren't coming back. But we already had no James Wiseman. Now we have no Kevon Looney. And we also don't have uh, Jordan Poole got sent to the G League. So there is a lot of opportunity in that front court, man. And we're going to start with the Warriors. They are the away team. Uh, and where can you look? Can you go to Steph in this inviting matchup? Uh, and if you, and outside of Steph, where can you look? Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've always got Steph in, uh, in my player pool. Um, you know, especially with, uh, you know, he's facing a team that, like you said, is on going to be on a back-to-back. Um, you know, Steph himself is is coming off just a monster game uh, against the Celtics on Tuesday night. You know, he he dropped thirty-eight points and he got some of those secondary uh, statistics. You know, he got the rebounds and the assist. He combined rebounds, assists, and steals. He got over twenty. So I mean, he just he just lit it up. And I don't expect that again. But um, you know, at the at the same time. Um, I'm not going to put it past him to, uh, you know, to meet, uh, you know, some pretty stellar statistics. He he's done that across the board. You know, he is at 9,800 where he's approaching the, the $10,000 mark, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with paying that, you know, on the other side of the ball, we'll talk about it in a minute, but, uh, you know, Luca's probably going to be tasked with doing a lot, um, so, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, carrying the team and, I, you know, I think it's going to be a back and forth with these two stars all night long. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely have some Curry in my uh, my GPPs. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's a, a solid GPP guy uh, without Wiseman, who was I know he wasn't playing a lot, but he's another scorer on this team. So without him, Curry gets more of the load Uh, and then i don't mind looking at wiggins at 6500 again he's he's been playing not great the last few games but he does have uh, blow up potential in this and maybe we see um a lot luca on more on wiggins and and josh richardson takes the curry assignment Uh, and that's a a, an upgrade for wiggins if that comes to it uh, which i think more often than not it might come to that Uh, so i don't mind looking there draymond green is only 5200 still the, the upside is just not there because he doesn't want to shoot the ball. And then when he does, he doesn't know how to make it. So it, the <laughs> upside has, has not usually been there. But he's doing so much. And without um, Marquise Chris was the first one to go down or earlier in the year. Now James White, then James Wiseman, now Kevon Looney. I mean, he's going to get as much run as he can handle. And he's going to be the primary facilitator, whether it's in the post or not. They're running a lot of offense through him. He's touching the ball a lot. I, I know it's not going in the hoop, but he's still touching it, so that's pretty big. Uh, so I don't mind looking at him at 5,200. And then it looks like Juan Toscano-Anderson is is going to be the starter over Eric Pascal. Um, so at 3,500, 
He's probably going to play at least 25 minutes, I would say. Uh, and another guy for bare minimum price tag almost, I will definitely look in this matchup. I don't expect Porzingis to play. That's another big body that he doesn't have to worry about. So um, you're going to get a lot of minutes from a guy that's in a starting job, most likely from a guy that's not uh, costing you anything pretty much. So those are the three guys that I'd be looking at, or four guys I should say I'd be looking at in this pretty good matchup. Yeah, I like it. I, I, um, you know, you uh, mentioned Draymond there. He's he's one of my my top plays actually for for the night, given his price. You know, I with the the bigs being stretched so thin. Um, you know, without Looney and Wiseman, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how Dallas plays it. They do have uh, some of their players back. They got Kleber back um, in particular, but. Um, if Porzingis is out, um, you know, how, how is this game going to go is going to be interesting or are the teams both going to play on the smaller side? Um, but either way, I think green's going to get, uh, quite a bit of run in this game. Um, and the other, the other player I'll mention, um, you know, I, it pains me to say to an extent, cause he's hurt me so much this year, but you know, I don't hate Kelly Oubre, um, you know, I, I think that he's he's had a few games recently where he's flashed more frequently. Um, you know, the the last I think two out of the last three have been, you know, floor games again. Uh, so this timing isn't great, but I feel like he's you know, he's going to be asked to to do more and to step up. Uh, you know, the team's kind of floundering at 500. Um, you know, they're they're winning a game than losing a game and and they need to they need to find some spark and losing a you know their young stud and uh in Wiseman um you know I think that they're going to look to Ubre more um to to take some initiative so I don't mind him in a, a GPP spot but you know he's, he's staying far away from my cash games all right sounds good man I like it and how about on this Dallas side? Uh, we kind of touched on a couple people here, but on this Dallas side, it, where are you looking? And knowing that Porzingis is probably sitting, uh, a lot of this usage is going to funnel to Luca. Is he worth that ten nine? And if you're not looking at him, or if you are, is there any other guys you're you're stacking him with? Yeah, I think I think Luca's firmly in play. You know, taking a quick look at the the full slate, um, I think Luca's one of the one of the guys that I'm most comfortable with, with paying up for, um, you know, we'll, we'll mention a certain center in Denver later, but, um, you know, I think, I think Luca's got the floor, you know, even with everybody back and, and healthy, um, in this last game, um, you know, he's, he's putting up big minutes, you know, he, it's going to be funneled through him and with Porzingis likely sitting, um, you know, the usage is just going to be, you know, through the roof. Um, so he's firmly in play for me. And the other, the other player that I've got starred for this game is Josh Richardson. Um, you know, back when he was, you know, before he had his layoff of, of about three weeks, he was regularly in the, the mid fives for his pricing. Um, and, you know, sometimes he'd pay it off and sometimes he wouldn't. But when he got back, uh, you know, he he started in the the mid fours and he had a big night back on Monday. He put up 40 DK points. Um, 
And so his price has climbed a little bit, but it's still under five. And especially with, you know, like we keep saying, Porzingis being out is just such a huge shift in where the usage goes for this team. And I think Richardson's going to be, um, aside from Luca, I think he's going to be the primary beneficiary. Yeah, and he will be. And I love that price tag, 49. He only went up 500 uh, since the last night. And he paid off the the other the, the night before at over 32 DraftKings points. And 4,900, he's going to pay off again in this matchup. This is a pretty good matchup. Uh, and without Porzingis, he should get a bump in usage. So I like him there too. I also obviously like Luca at 10-9. He's one of the guys I'm going to pay up for. This is a very inviting matchup for a point guard. Uh, and then another guy that I don't mind looking at is Willie Cauley-Stein. If Porzingis doesn't play, he should be starting at center. Uh, and then he's going to be very... He's going to have a very big size advantage uh, for whoever they throw at him against his former team that he only played a half a season with. But a uh, big size advantage there. I know um, Mad Maxi is back, but he <clears throat> I mean, he played 32 minutes, but they might play a little bit of both of them together just because they don't have uh, they shouldn't have Porzingis and uh, a GPP flyer guy that I'd be looking at over uh, Kleber is uh, James Johnson if he's back in the rotation without. Uh, uh, Porzingis, he was playing very well at, at 3,400. Uh, if he's back more back in the rotation, I, I don't mind looking at him there. Uh, but those are the guys that I'm looking at, and I think there's a lot of value to be found outside of Luka on this team because without Porzingis. Yeah, and, and uh, before we go to the next game, one other guy I was going to mention, just strictly for punts, um, and you might see his name in the article tomorrow for for the DFS delivery. But um, I'm I'm looking at Kent Bazemore. He's you know he's not the the bare minimum, but he has been in recent weeks, and you know he's only at 3,300. Um, he's playing at least 10 minutes a game. Um, sometimes he's pushing 20. Um, and in some of those games, he's got at least one fantasy point per minute. So he's he's returning value pretty well. Um, so if you're trying to get a Stars and Scrubs type build or even, you know, just trying to put in some of the higher end guys on this slate and, um, you know, you're trying to find some value. Um, one guy that I would consider looking at is Kent Bazemore. Nice, man. Uh, now we're, we're going to go with the third game, the middle game in this one. This starts at 8 p.m. It's the only one that starts there. It's the Portland Trailblazers at the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers are on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, so we don't have a full report on that. We have to keep an eye out on Joel Embiid, of course. Uh, but the Blazers do have an injury report, and we have Derek Jones Jr. and Damian Lilliard. <laughs> I saw yes. that on on one of the, the news cycles before. Someone called him Lilliard. Uh, Damian Lillard. Both questionable, and we have Nasir Little, who came off a heater, and now he's going to miss two games, but he's out for this one again. And then McCollum, Nurkic, and Collins all out. Um, pretty big, extensive injury report, and obviously the big name to watch here is Lillard. Is he going to play? I assume he's going to play. I know he's he's he suffered an abdominal injury. He said he could barely walk before the last game, uh, but if he doesn't play, man, this team is going to be going on a massive losing streak. But uh, it's definitely news to watch out for. Uh, even even if he plays, he should be limited. And for me, I'm not going to pay that price tag, uh, knowing that and knowing the other options that we have. But how about you, man? What are you looking at on this Blazers team? Yeah, there's there's really not a whole lot that appeals. You know, I think a, a lot of it is going to have to to go up to 
the game time, you know, seeing what the news is. Um, you know, there's there's sometimes been a question mark recently as to um, if Embiid is going to do a back-to-back or if he does, you know, how extensive is his play going to be? Um, and if if Lillard is out, you know, how how much is the blowout going to be factoring into this? So, you know, between a back-to-back and, um, and also um, the potential for a blowout, there's just so many questions in this game that, um, you know, I'm, I'm currently not really on anybody on the Blazers side of it, um, <clears throat> pending news. And, and even on the, the Philly side, um, I don't want to get ahead of us too much, but, um, you know, there's, there's just so many question marks that I'm going to write down some players, probably some of the usual guys, but I'm not sure if any of them are necessarily going to make, um, you know, the final cuts, if I'm doing a single entry, um, you know, the, the game could just go one of so many directions that I don't know if anybody's really safe in a, in a cash game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm close there. I can't really lock in uh, a guy like uh, Cantor, even if Lillard doesn't play, if Embiid plays, because that's just going to uh, really hurt him. But uh, the one guy, there are two guys I should say I'm looking at are uh, Anthony Simons, at 4,600. If Lillard doesn't play, he's going to start at at the point guard position, and he's going to get a lot of usage, so I don't mind looking there. And even if Lillard does play, uh, this could turn ugly anyway, and he's going to still get a lot of minutes, so I don't mind looking at him at 4,600. I think that's a fairly fair price tag. They took him off the injury report entirely, so um, he looks healthy, and he seems he should be healthy and ready to go. And the other guy I would look at, especially if Lillard doesn't play, is Mello at 4,900. Uh, if Lillard doesn't play, Mello, whether he starts or not, he's going to be first. He's going to eat first and shoot as many times as he humanly wants to. He might not make half of them, but he's just going to get – I, I can, can't imagine him not taking 20 shots. So at 4,900, if Lillard doesn't play, he's the one guy I can see that can create his own shot on this team uh, and will – try to as much as possible. So, uh, But if Lillard does play, I think Simons is the only guy I'm really looking at just because I don't uh, – not really many people against this Philly defense can get their own shot, uh, and I don't know if it turns in ugly. Uh, there's too many variables in this game for me to look at as well. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, and one one last name because I do like, I do like looking at potential values um, – because they, they, you know, especially on only a five game slate, they might be tough to find, but, um, you know, either if MB does not play or, um, you know, in the event that you think it's a blowout, I'm, I might consider Harry Giles. Uh, he's at 3,100, just barely above minimum. Um, you know, and regardless of whether the trailblazers, <clears throat> excuse me, were ahead or, uh, far behind as was the case a couple of times, He's he's played, you know, at least 10 minutes and kind of like Baysmore, he's at least a one uh, fantasy point per minute guy. So he's another potential value guy. Might be a little tougher to fit in depending on who you like at the center position. Um, But he's another guy that you can you can consider if you're bargain basement hunting. I like it. And how about on the Sixer side? Again, this is the back end of a back to back. Joel Embiid is first and foremost on all of our minds. 
uh, knowing is he going to play or or is he not. Uh, but we do know that Mike Scott is out indefinitely, so he's not going to play. And Terrence Ferguson hasn't played a lot, uh, rec- hasn't played recently, and even when he does, he doesn't play. So I, I expect those two guys, at least Scott, to be out and probably Ferguson. Uh, but the rest is a toss-up for now. Uh, but where are you looking at on the Philly side? So if Embiid is in, and you know, I'll I'll clarify. I haven't heard any indication that he's out as of right now. It's just um, you know surmising based on the fact that you know Philly should probably easily handle Portland, especially if Lillard is out. But but regardless, if Embiid is in, um, he would he would be the sole play on my radar. Um, you know, when he has done the back to backs, it doesn't seem like when he plays, he has any, uh, any sort of limitations when he's actually in there. Um, I think the last time he did a back to back, um, you know, against, he just crushed the Pistons. Uh, it was in 35 minutes. So it was pretty good, pretty good amount of time, but, uh, he put up, uh, 58 and a half, points um and prior to that actually was his biggest game of the season it actually came on the second night of a back-to-back um in 39 minutes he put up 82 and a half points um so just you know it's clear that if he's in uh he's he's not gonna let off the gas at all so um whether it's you know against against Cantor, who is arguably uh, or maybe not even arguably the the worst defensive center in the league um, and Embiid should just have a field day so if he's in um, it's Embiid um, if he's not in then I really like uh, I really like Simmons um, Harris is is probably not got quite the ceiling um, but I think he's got a higher floor um, so those are the two guys that I would uh, that I would like if Embiid is out and his usage can get spread around a bit. Um, particularly, you know, if, if Simmons is playing against Simons um, at the point guard position. Yeah, and and I, I don't mind Embiid just because the matchup is great. Uh, but at 10-2, knowing that it's the back end of a back-to-back and this Portland team is just beat up, I don't know how much he plays even if he does play. Uh, maybe he doesn't go full bore. I don't know if he can even reach 30 minutes. Um, so being at 10-2, I'm, I'm rather just going to pay up for a, a Luka, uh, which was similarly priced. Only It's 700 more, but I'd rather do that if it comes down to who am I spending up on. Um, but outside of them, yeah, I, I, I like Simmons, whether Lillard plays or not. I think that's a solid matchup, especially if I'm, Embiid doesn't play. Lillard doesn't really play much defense, so Simmons can do, do a lot of what he does best. I don't mind Harris. I think 72 is a, a solid price for him. Uh, he has a really, like you said, he, his floor is just really solid. Uh, he put up 39 and a half again. He's just continually bringing back some solid value there. So especially in cash games, if it's if you're not going for a 60-point ceiling type of guy with this 7,200 price tag, you know that the floor is really rock steady. Uh, and then the other guy that I'm looking at is Dwight Howard. If um, Embiid does not play or is going to be very limited, at 4,100, very, very, very good good play there uh anytime we know that Embiid's not playing even tonight with Embiid he had five points 10 rebounds uh he's had double digit rebounds the last three games so as if he's going to see 25 26 minutes he's going to be bring you back value at 4100 uh, so I don't mind looking there and I guess if Embiid didn't play you can take a GPP flyer at Tony Bradley 
who is kind of hit or miss. I just think Dwight Howard's a lot safer of the options uh, of the two if Embiid doesn't play. And we don't know if he's not going to play or not. Hopefully we get news on it uh, well before 7.30. This game's only 8 o'clock start time, so we probably should have that news um, in hand before before any of the lineups lock. Yeah, I like the I like the call on um, on Howard uh, or Bradley. Personally, I've you know I, I think it was the first game that Embiid was out and, and Howard was chalk. Um, you know, I took a flyer on Bradley and and uh, that didn't pay off. And then the next game, I went back to Howard and it was Bradley that. <laughs> so, um, so I I've, I'm personally zero for two on that, but I I really like the uh, the theory behind it. And so if Embiid is out. Um, or there's indication that he's going to be severely limited, then I think either of those guys, um, you know, they're worth throwing into a lineup. Um, and one more value play, because clearly that's my thing tonight. Um, I, I like Corkmaz. He, um, you know, he, he, it took him a while to, you know, get, he didn't play um, the beginning of the season, but uh, almost every game he's put up at least double digit fantasy points. Um, you know, a couple games ago, he was he was at 28 minutes. I don't think we can quite expect that. Um, but he's he's putting up some um, some points. He he can five, six, sometimes even seven X his price. So at thirty five hundred, um, you know, there and he's a guy that might get a little more run if there's a blowout as well. So he can get some more some more time on the court. So there's another name that I'll throw out there for value. All right, man. Sounds good. Uh, now we can jump on over to the fourth game of the night, uh, the second to last game here. And before I do, I do want to take a quick pause and, and, and let you guys know about uh, the Bruce letter. So it's an email newsletter from Aaron Brewski. It's filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content that you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website, not on any podcast, not on any social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, That's the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Enjoy. A big one just came out the other day. It was massive, the first one. Um, so you guys will enjoy that one. And I also want to shout out the DFS Pass at just $1.99 per month. You guys can sign up and get uh, everything that we have to offer, all of our articles, whatnot. And the best thing out there uh, for us is the Discord and get to chat with the pros and hang out with myself, everybody else on the team, Jaron, um, and answer your questions up until lineup lock and see, hey, Embiid's not playing. Where should I go? Or whatever the case may be, uh, who do you like out of these two guys? Uh, I'm thinking of so-and-so to fill out my lineup against so-and-so. Uh, and we're, we're there to answer it every night, seven days a week. So, for one ninety nine a month, a the price of a cup of coffee, a small cup of coffee, you can get um up to the minute, last minute, up up until lineup lock help uh, with with our guys and one on one help. Um, but yeah, man, let's get back on to this slate. We have the Houston Rockets also on the back end of a back to back. They got thwarted by the the Thunder, who didn't expect that one to happen. An uh, undermanned Thunder, they got beat up. Um, really badly, but uh, we don't have an injury report for them. We do know that John Wall did not play on Wednesday. Don't know if he's going to play on Thursday. There wasn't anything there. Uh, David Nwaba did not play on Wednesday. I don't think he'll play on Thursday. They said he was going to miss a few games, but Victor Oladipo did play on Wednesday, 
and it was reported that he will play on Wednesday and is unlikely to play in this game tonight. Uh, so we'll see if that changes after getting beat up so bad. And Christian Wood was, just came back from injury. Maybe he's not ready for a back-to-back. There's a lot to sort out, but I think I think Wood will be playing. Um, and on the Memphis Grizzlies side, we have an extensive one. Uh, we know that Jaron Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow are never playing, apparently. <laughs> but... <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas is not playing. Uh, Grayson Allen's still out, both with health and safety protocols. It seems like forever they were supposed to come back, but no. Uh, Killian Tilly is not out or is out. Sean McDermott's out. Jonte Porter is now in the G League. Uh, so pretty big injury report there. But let's start with Houston. A lot to cipher through with them as well. Uh, but where are you looking at here, knowing that at the very least, Victor Oladipo is quote-unquote unlikely to play in this game. We don't know about Wall, but we know Oladipo is unlikely. Yeah, I think I think that my expectation would be that Wall uh, would play without Oladipo, um, yeah, especially without Oladipo. Um, you know, it, my understanding is that Wall's absence has been, you know, injury management and is just not wanting to do back to backs. But when he has played, obviously he's, um, you know, he's put up some solid points. Um, you know, he's, he's not reaching the uh, 50 or 60 point level, but he is getting, um, you know, in the 40 range. So he's getting, you know, five to six times his, his price, which is, you know, it's, it's a pretty decent return. So I do like Wall. Um, you know, if he's playing, you know, Morant isn't the greatest defender. So I, I think that that would be a, a good matchup for him. Um, you know, I, I do really like uh, Christian Wood. If he's uh, not indicated to have any sort of minutes restrictions, uh, as you mentioned, he is, he is just coming back um, after a, a short absence and his minutes have actually declined each game. So between that and, you know, his $8,800 price tag, um, it's at the top end range of, of where he's been all year. Um, it's a good matchup, but I would, I would only put him in, in, in GPPs. I'd, I'd be a little concerned about, um, how much they're planning on using him, uh, even with Oladipo out. Yeah, and um, in this matchup, I forgot to mention that the, we do have a spread for this one, and it is a 225 over-under. It's Out of the three spreads that we have, it's the highest one, and the Grizzlies are one-point home favorites, which a little surprising after seeing the, the Rockets get thwarted by the Thunder. But um, yeah, if, if Wall plays at under 7K without Oladipo, I can go to that very confidently, yeah, even in a matchup against the the. Grizzlies that are tough. Uh, the Grizzlies are a tough defense. Morant, not so much, uh, but under 7K for Wall if there's no All Depot. I, I, I really like that price tag. Probably won't go to Wood at 88 on the second night of a back to back. Just don't know if he's fully there yet. Um, so he's more of a, like you said, a pivot play in, in GPPs, but not a cash staple of mine. Uh, but another guy I wouldn't mind looking at is Eric Gordon. If All Depot doesn't play, and we're getting him at under 6K again. Uh, a little bit of a price bump in the la- since the last one. Uh, but anytime one of those two big usage guys, Depot or Wall, sit, uh, Gordon gets a bump himself, and that's still a solid price tag where we can go at him here. Uh, and, and he's probably those are probably the only two guys I'm looking at in this particular matchup, uh, assuming that Oladipo doesn't play. If Wall if Wall doesn't play, 
then I'm definitely going to go to Eric Gordon. And then now I'll have to look at uh, Christian Wood even harder on that one, just knowing that he's going to be the first option um, on the entire team. Yeah, and if this is, uh, you know, if if there's news that, um, you know, Wood might be limited in any fashion because it's a back-to-back, um, you know, maybe I wonder if he has anything lingering from when he, he was absent. Um, you know, Cousins would potentially be in play. He he played so well when Wood was out. Um, and he's at he's at fifty one hundred. Um, you know, it's a, a, a decent mid range play, but if he's if Wood is potentially gonna be limited at all, then I would I would have uh cousins as an option in my player pool. All right, man. But how about on this Grizzly side? We still have all these injuries out there and so many key pieces on the team missing. Uh, where can you go in this in this environment against the, the Rockets team? Yeah, you know, Ja is somebody that I always love playing. He's just got, you know, he can have such a high ceiling. He put up, you know, almost, uh, you know, two fantasy points per minute in, in multiple games earlier this year. Uh you know, he hasn't played great the last couple of times out. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, only 30 points and 23 points approximately. But, um, you know, he's a guy I'll definitely go back to. Um, you know, I'm not overly concerned with John Wall defense, you know. So, again, I think, you know, these guys are going to be going at each other offensively all night. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of defense. So I do like both of them, you know, possibly even – you know, having Wall and uh, bringing back Morant um, in the in the same game, um, in the same lineup. Um, you know, some of the 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 other guys. I do like Clark. Uh, he has had a couple of uh, good games recently. Um, you know, he's not putting up monster numbers, but at six thousand, he's a he's a decent mid range play. Um, you know, who can step into the five with with Valanciunas out. So I'll consider Clark, you know, I don't have a whole lot of interest in Brooks or Anderson uh, and Tillman's getting pretty expensive. Um, so that's where I'm looking at the the higher end, um, you know, and in terms of, uh, you know, maybe not quite value, but I, I do like the Anthony Melton quite a bit. Um, he's put up a couple of really good games recently. He's, he's up to 5,000 when he was, in the 4,000 range and, and lower. Um, but that seems to be a fair price. Um, you know, if he's going to be in the 27 to 32 minute range, uh, like he has been recently. Yeah. And, and I, I don't mind, uh, a lot of the, a lot of got like taking a stab at a couple of these guys in GPPs. Uh, I don't, I think Brooks has a pretty solid matchup, especially if all doesn't play. Um, I, I don't mind Clark. I think that's a good matchup too. They're both 6K and 59. Uh, probably, I think I might lean towards Brooks in this one, but it all depends on how I'm shaping my lineups and, and which direction I want to go there in in terms of the position eligibility. Um, but yeah, I like I like Melton as well at 5K. He's starting to get bumped up, so he's not totally as I'm not totally on board as I was previously. But I still think there's some meat left on the bone there to where he can still bring back value. I think at the price tag. About if he's getting 25 plus minutes, I think the price tag that that I would like or where I would 
get more pause is about five, six or so. Uh, that's where I'd probably leave him. But I, so I still think there's some upside there where I, I like him at that tag. Um, and then another guy, if we're, if we're going really deep in punt play, uh, Desmond Bain. This guy is just pretty rock solid for 3,700. I don't expect another 20, nearly 28 DK point. Uh, but he does have that upside and his downside is pretty much uh, slightly undervalued, uh, about 15 points. So I, I think if you're looking for a guy that you need to fill in a lineup because you're going really stars and scrubby, uh, he's not a bad play there. Uh, he's been playing really well, and him he fits nicely next to next to Jaw. His shooting ability uh, and then the way he can space the floor fits really nicely next to him. So I don't mind looking at um, a few of these guys here. Yeah, one one other name that I'll just toss in there uh, for for the value is uh, John Conchar. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I apologize if I'm not, but um, you know, he has, he's in the 3,300 range and the last couple of games, he's, he's at 20 DK points. Um, And that's not an anomaly. He was putting up those numbers as well at the beginning of January. Um, So now that he's back, you know, he was out for a couple of weeks, um, played pretty sporadically um, during the month of January. But when he's in, um, it looks like he's getting some run um, and he's producing when he's at it. So, um, yeah, I really like Conchar as well as Bain as well. All right, man. And now we're on the last game of the night. This starts at kicks off at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Denver Nuggets in the Los Angeles Lakers, a rematch of the Western Conference Finals from last year. Uh, the over-under in this one is 219, and the Lakers are six-point home favorites. On the Nuggets side, we have P.J. Dozier and Gary Harris uh, and Greg Whittington all listed as out. And on the Lakers side, we have uh, Costas out, Jared Dudley out, and surprise, surprise, Anthony Davis and LeBron James listed but they are only probable in this one. They're usually listed as questionable, but we get them as probable. So that's a good thing, knowing that they are the late game in this one. Uh, but let's start on the, the Nuggets side of things. Oh, man, we, we mentioned him briefly before. The Joker, 11K, highest guy priced on this slate going against the Lakers. Um, can you play him? And if not him, there is two guys in the backcourt that are out in Harris and Dozier. Is there anybody else you're looking at uh, to fill some roles over here? Yeah. You know, this is, this is going to be a little bit of a tough game to peg. Uh, It's going to be a real fun game to watch, I think. So I'm definitely going to, going to have my eyes on this one. You know, I, I feel like I can never say uh, that, that I'm not going to play Joker, um, you know, in at least one lineup. I don't know if he's going to be in my own, single entry i i might lean luca uh because of the usage there you know i think joker and um you know all uh all first team nba uh defense you know ad is they're going to go against each other a fair amount um i wouldn't be surprised if ad slides into the the five um a fair amount because harold's not the greatest defender um and i think i think we all know that marcus hall's relatively cooked so um i think it's going to be a fun game to watch i don't know if either of these guys are going to you know be um the the top level of their game fantasy wise uh but i'll definitely play some joker um just not as much as i probably would on any other slate yeah uh knowing that we have Luca also here and, and a slightly better matchup. Probably going to have some 
more of him there. Uh, but Jokic played fantastic in this conference finals uh, last year. So even though the matchup is tough, and even though now they went from two solid defenders in Howard and McGee to now uh, Trez, who he ate up the round before, and Marcus Gasol, whose big body is just still rock solid as a defender. I don't mind going to Jokic as well. But that 11K price tag, I know it's only 100 more. Um, sometimes it's hard to fill. But there's not a great deal of centers that I have talked about on this slate yet. Uh, so I don't. I, I think that the position flexibility for Jokic gets the nod there. But I like the safeness of uh, Luka a little bit more. Uh, outside of that, I'm... Looking at a couple guys like Will Barton, or maybe not a couple, but I'm looking at Will Barton. He didn't play in this conference finals last year. He was hurt. Uh, but without Gary Harris and P.J. Dozier, he's going to play more minutes. And last game he played 37 of those, wa- or whopping 37 of those minutes. And I expect not maybe maybe not 37, maybe not approaching 40, but at least 33, 32 minutes in this game environment. Uh, they're going to need his defense. They're going to need him to play because most of these guys are out. And I, I don't, I like him here. Uh, Marcus or Monte Morris is probably going to get the start, but he's not, I don't expect him to play more minutes than Will Barton, who can play multiple positions. And speaking of Monte, I don't mind the 4,200 because he, again, probably is going to get the start, uh, but I won't gravitate towards him. If I had to pick between those two, I'd rather pay the, 1k more and that's probably the the biggest guy i'm looking at here uh outside of uh Jokic. uh also i guess i can throw uh murray in there too at 68 he's now under 7k that's a very very fair price tag not the greatest of matchups when anytime you're going up against the lakers uh but very fair price tag for a guy who should more than more than normal be priced in the mid 7ks yeah, I like those calls, you know, especially Barton. He's he's a guy that's definitely going to be on my list. Um, you know, I liked it better when he was in the mid fours, but uh, you know, I, I will pay the fifty two for him. Um, the other the other value play uh, that I like is uh, Campazzo. Uh, you know, with Morris sliding into the starting lineup with those uh, with both Harris and Dozier out. Um, I expect Campazzo to get some more run. And the last game that the Nuggets actually played, you know, before the the fiasco of the last minute canceled game, um, you know, this was back in January, you know, several days ago. Uh, he he got some more run. He got 19 minutes, uh, which was the most he's had in quite a while. Um, and he put up 21 and a half DK points. And, and so he's at 3,500. He's a guy that I'll have in my... Uh, my value playlist all right i like it and let's throw on over to the last team of the night the los angeles lakers Uh, we have good news that we have lebron and ad probable so we don't have to worry about that too much Uh, but where are you where are you going on this lakers team they're both near 10k now lebron's been playing really well ad hasn't really played like ad lately um but he is ad so there's always that upside and if you're Outside of them, can you look at anybody in this matchup? Yeah, you know, with everybody healthy, it's it's always it, this season. It's been tough. Uh, things have been spread out a little bit more than than they were last year. When um, you know you try to jam in both um, LeBron and AD um, and f- figure it out around them because they would just carry your team. Um, 
you know, I do like Schroeder uh, in this matchup regardless. Uh, you know, I guess it sounds like there's no question as to whether the other two will be in. But I, I do like Schroeder, you know, especially with uh, some of the injuries in uh, the backcourt. Uh, you know, I think Schroeder's going to be putting up some uh, some minutes against, um, you know, Murray's not exactly the strongest defender and, and then it's, uh, it's backups as well who, you know, he won't be facing uh, a defender like Gary Harris, um, you know, and Denver has been, um, just atrocious against, uh, opposing guards this year. So, uh, Schroeder at 55, I, I like the price. I like the matchup. Um, and the last couple of games he's, he's picked it up a bit. He's, He's put up, uh, you know, 27, 28 DK points. So uh, he's he's a play that I do like. Awesome. Um, Yeah, I honestly don't mind going. I like AD in this matchup a little bit more than LeBron. I I think if I'm not paying up top dollar for Luka or Jokic, the guy that I'm leaning towards after that round, uh, it would be between Steph and AD, and I don't I don't think there's a huge difference there uh, between them. I think Steph has the higher upside right now, or I should say in the safer floor, but uh, I think AD in this type of environment, uh, a get-up game, uh, I think this is, this is about the time that he's going to start ramping it up. Beginning of February, that's what I've been thinking for uh, pretty much the whole or since the season started, and I think this is the perfect game for him to get back into the groove of things and show everybody – that he's still one of the best players in the league, uh, a handful of best players in the league. Uh, I don't. I also don't mind Schroeder and Hero. Those are the two guys that I would look at outside of uh, the big two. And I know Hero got. I mentioned it before. He got ate up by Jokic earlier in the season or or last year in the playoffs. Um, but I think this is a type of game that he wants to show that he can play with these guys and he is ready for their for a championship run. And I think. LeBron wants these two guys to get used to big type of games like Schroeder and, and Harold, the two big new additions. Uh, I think he wants to get these guys in, uh, used to what they're going to be seeing in the playoffs and in a playoff type of game atmosphere. So I don't mind looking at both of them and they're only 55 and 5,300 and they have been playing very well lately. Uh, Harold's seen 30 and 29 minutes the last two games and put up uh, com- over 30 points on average those last two games. And, um, Schroeder has brought back value in the last two as well. So I think uh, he played over 30 in the last two games as well. So I think right at the end of January, February is where this team is starting to uh, turn on a couple things. And they did have a couple losses there um, against the Pistons and and the Sixers in the back-to-back. So I think that was a a wake-up call for them. So I don't mind looking at a few of these guys at their their solid price tags. All right, man. Uh, before we head on out of here, I do want to get your take and we've been doing it a little and it, this is your first show. So I'm going to let you, uh, I'll, I'll ramble on a little bit, give you a second to collect your thoughts, but I do want to get your idea on who would be your favorite pay up guy, a, your favorite, like expensive tier guy. Uh, uh, maybe not your favorite, just one that you just really like right at the moment. Obviously things change the closer we get to lineup lock. Uh, but who would be one of the your favorite expensive guy, your mid-tier guy, say under 8K, and your, your one of your favorite value plays that you're looking at as of right now? Obviously, again, things change and, and people go out, people come back in, and value plays change on a dime. But let's see who you, who you like here. Uh, we'll start with the expensive guy. And who who's one guy that you're looking to pay up for? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think I might cop out here and, and say it, it depends to an extent. But, you know, for for me, I think Doncic is the the player that you can reliably spend up for. Um, you know, I, I, I say that it depends just because I, I want to see what the news is on Joel Embiid. I just, you know, I love the matchup. Um, I'm not afraid of the back-to-back if he is playing. But, um, you know, I, I think it really depends on the news as to whether or not um, his team will, will limit him. Because uh, he's certainly not going to limit himself when he's out on the court. Um, but, you know, the, the one guy that doesn't have the question marks is Luca. Um, with the likelihood that Porzingis is out, the usage is just going to be through the roof. Um, I really like that play a lot. Right, awesome. Yeah, and I think it's it's just safe to if Porzingis, who's likely to be out, is out. Uh, this team needs wins, and they need them badly after a big uh, losing streak, six game losing streak. They did beat the Hawks, so they're now on a winning streak, and this is another winnable game. So if Porzingis is out, all the usage is going to funnel to Luca. He's a guy that I'm definitely uh, going to be paying for, and we're going to get that news before lock. If I don't go that high, since you already did, I'll throw in another name. I think I mentioned him. Uh, without going so high, it's going to be between Davis and Curry. I'll probably lean a go on the GPP play here and go with Davis because I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing him, especially now that he's back up to 9-7. I just think this is the about the time that he starts ramping it up, and I want to be ahead of the curve on that one. Um, <clears throat> so that's where I'll be going pretty much in, in a lot of my GPP tournaments. Um, but how about that mid-tier? There's a lot of players that we like in that mid-tier, but who would be one of your favorite options right now in that, that mid-tier category? Yeah, looking looking in this price range is uh, it, it is a little tricky because you know I think I'm definitely going to have at least one one build where it's all mid range. You know I might not pay up for anyone, but um, but I also might uh, you know be looking in the the forty five to six thousand for for a good part of the lineup. There's a lot of nice plays. Uh, the one guy I'll mention is at the top of that range is Eric Gordon. Um, you know, you brought him up. I, I agreed with a lot of the points. Um, he just seems like he's going to have such a safe floor. Uh, Oladipo being out, um, question marks with Hood, with uh, Christian Wood. And, uh, you know, Wall is, I would be surprised if he doesn't play. But, um, you know, I, I think that Gordon, at the very least, is going to be the number two option uh, for the duration of this game in that offense. Um, I really like that play. Yeah, I like that. And I'm going to stick on the same team and I'm going to go with John Wall as one of my guys that I'm going to be heavily targeting in the mid range. Uh, as of now, I want to just make sure that he's not, he's only sitting because he's resting and he's not actually in pain or anything and there's yes. no minutes limit. Uh, but if he's going to play 33 minutes or so with no Oladipo, we saw what he was doing earlier in the year. Jaw is a guy that we can attack and at under 7k very very reasonable price tag for me to pay on him uh getting if i'm going to go expensive with my big men i i like him in the mid-tier range as as an option but again i'm gonna have to follow the news and and hope that we get something on there uh some concrete news that he's going to be playing one and two, that it was just a first end of a back-to-back, which probably makes sense if Oladipo is likely to sit the second one. They're, they're just scattering both of these guys. Uh, so that's what I'm going with. But if that changes, then it changes, and then I'll have to, I'll have to change as well. Um, but how about on this value tier, man? 
And who is a, a value play that you're just really in on right now? Um, I, I mentioned quite a few of these guys. I think at the top of the list is, is Conchar. I really, I liked your mention of Bain as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see ultimately what they do because he's listed at, at both shooting guard and small forward. They've got, um, you know, they've got Brooks and Melton who are, are both getting a lot of run in that range as well, but Bain's getting his minutes. I like him, but, um, you know, I'll go with 3,300 for point guard, small forward combination for John Conchar. You can you can fit him into several spots. Um, and he he looks like he's firmly in the rotation, um, and he's firmly putting up a, a point per minute. Uh, so I, I really like putting him in there at the top of the value list, among all the other values that we discussed. I like it. And uh, I'm going to go with... There's two big guys that are just slightly over 4-1 that I'm going to pass on in Willie Cauley-Stein and uh, Dwight Howard because we don't know if officially if the, the guys in front of them are going to sit. But I'm going to go at 3,500 and look at Juan Toscano-Anderson. This isn't He started the second half when Looney went out, uh, and that wasn't the first time that he started when a Wiseman wasn't playing or a, a Looney wasn't playing. Uh, he started earlier in the season, and it was a surprise to many of people. Uh, and he started the second half, in, or it started by starting the second half, and it was a big surprise to many people. Uh, but it's clearly something that Steve Kerr likes. Uh, it's, it, he likes that matchup. He likes throwing him in. He's not a big guy. He's only 6'6", but they like throwing putting Green at the five, uh, bumping Oubre down to the four, which he plays much better at. Uh, Wiggins can play small forward, or Toscano Anderson plays small forward, either or whatever they want to combination they do. Uh, they like starting this guy, and if he's going to see 26 to maybe even 30 minutes or so in a very fair match, a good matchup against the, the Mavericks, I mean, there's not many people you can peg for 30-plus minutes at, 3500 and below so i'm gonna i'm gonna play a fair share of him and i'm assuming that a lot of people are gonna go that way as well yeah i think people are gonna you know if people are keeping an eye out for the starting lineups i think there's gonna be a lot of interesting news that um you know be ready to be ready to pivot depending on Mm -hmm. um you know if some of these players uh that we've discussed are are in or discussing that there might be uh Minutes limitations, you know, so several of these teams are on back-to-back. So the news is going to be important uh, to follow uh, as well as, you know, some of the advice that, that we've given. All right, man. And uh, this is it for our first show. And before we go, you did throw a little in there. I want to say if you want to say anything else, uh, tell the, the viewers your last thoughts and tell them where they can find you on, on Twitter and whatnot. And, guys, give the guy a follow. Uh, he is a sports data analyst uh, and it's 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 awesome to do a show with you and have you on the team and i can't wait to do more more shows with you but uh what what do you have to say before we head on out of here yeah i I really appreciate the opportunity i'm i'm really looking forward to uh you know being a part of the team i've I've spent a lot of time in the discord um you know the last couple of weeks and uh you know really really enjoying that um you know trying to help update as i'm seeing starting lineups and inactives and uh, you know any questions for advice in in the the dfs channel um you know so please come in and ask questions and it's a really uh i really enjoying being part of the community and and i'm sure anyone else that 
that joins with as well. Um, and also feel free to send me a, a message on Twitter. I'm always happy to, um, to talk sports. It's, uh, again, it's JF Sports Data on Twitter. Awesome, man. And again, good to have you. And you're going to have the DFS delivery tonight, guys. So keep, or tomorrow, by tomorrow. So keep an eye out on that. And I can't wait to, to read that first one as well. Um, so on behalf of myself, uh, Jaron, and, and the rest of the DFS Today community, our team and community, I guess, good night, guys. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow should be Dave and Chuck will be tackling it together. Uh, Brenton's going to have the day off as well. Uh, so catch you again tomorrow. And I think it's back to a big slate, which is the uh, standard for how this season has been. Uh, but we'll see you again tomorrow. And... Good day. Good luck. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.